the law school of america today's lesson will play uninterrupted right after a brief message from our sponsor when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Law School of America. In copyright law, related rights, or neighboring rights, are the rights of a creative work not connected with the work's actual author. It is used in opposition to the term author's rights. Neighboring rights is a more literal translation of the original French droit Both author's rights and related rights are copyrights in the sense of English or U.S. law. Related rights vary much more widely in scope between different countries than authors' rights. The rights of performers, phonogram producers and broadcasting organizations are certainly covered, and are internationally protected by the Rome Convention for the Protection of Performers, Producers of Phonograms and Broadcasting Organizations signed in 1961. Within the European Union, the rights of film producers, as opposed to directors, and database creators are also protected by related rights and the term is sometimes extended to include the sui generis rights in semiconductor topologies and other industrial design rights. A practical definition is that related rights are copyright-type rights that are not covered by the Berne Convention. International Protection of Related Rights Apart from the Rome Convention, a number of other treaties address the protection of related rights. Convention for the Protection of Producers of Phonograms Against Unauthorized Duplication of Their Phonograms, Geneva Phonograms Convention, 1971. Convention Relating to the Distribution of Program-Carrying Signals Transmitted by Satellite, Brussels Convention, 1974. Treaty on Intellectual Property in Respect of Integrated Circuits, IPIC Treaty, 1989. Agreement on Trade-Related Aspects of Intellectual Property Rights, TRIPS. 1994. WIPO Performances and Phonograms Treaty, WPPT, 1996. Apart from the TRIPS agreement, these treaties cannot truly be described as global. The Rome Convention had 83 signatories as of 2006, compared with 162 for the Berne Convention. Relation to Authors' Rights Related rights are independent of any author's rights, as is made clear in the various treaties. Hence a CD recording of a song is concurrently protected by four copyright-type rights. Author's rights of the composer of the music. Author's rights of the lyricist. Performer's rights of the singer and musicians. Producer's rights of the person or corporation that made the recording. Performers. The protection of performers is perhaps the strongest and most unified of the related rights. A performer, musician, actor, etc., has an intellectual input in their performance over and above that of the author of the work. As such, many countries grant moral rights to performers as well as the economic rights covered by the Rome Convention, Articles 7-9, and the rights of paternity and integrity are required by the WPPT, Article 5. Performers' rights should not be confused with performing rights, which are the royalties due to the composer for a piece of music under copywriting return for the license, permission, to perform the piece in public. In other words, performers must pay performing rights to composers. Under the Rome Convention, Article 7, performers have the right to prevent, 
the broadcast or communication to the public of their performance, unless this is made from a legally published recording of the performance. The fixation, recording, of their performance. The reproduction of a recording of their performance. The WPPT extends these rights to include the right to license. The distribution of recordings of their performance, for sale or other transfer of ownership, Article 8. The rental of recordings of their performances, unless there is a compulsory license scheme in operation, Article 9. The making available to the public of their performances, Article 10, in effect their publication on the Internet. Article 14 of the Rome Convention set a minimum term for the protection of performers' rights of 20 years from the end of the year in which the performance was made. The TRIPS Agreement, Article 14.5, has extended this to 50 years. In the European Union, Performers' rights last for 50 years from the end of the year of the performance, unless a recording of the performance was published in which case they last for 50 years from the end of the year of publication, Article 3100. In the United States, there is no federal statutory right in unfixed works such as performances, and no federal exclusive right to record a performance. Some states, notably California, have performer rights laws, but as of 1988 these remain untested. Performers' Rights in the United States of America The U.S. copyright statute does not explicitly recognize a copyright that is vested in the performer for their work. Therefore, as a matter of statutory law, a performer, being either an actor, dancer, sportsperson or musician cannot claim a separate copyright. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in Garcia v. Google however found that the absence of a statutory provision conferring an independent copyright on the performance did not imply that performances were not entitled to protection. The court observed that if the originality threshold, as was enunciated by the SCOTUS and Feist was met, then such original performances be in musical, dramatic or other performances were entitled to copyright, if they were themselves not unauthorized or otherwise infringing. It is important to note that the court did not consider the fact that the performance of a work was itself a covered right under copyright to be repugnant with the conclusion that performers could enjoy copyright protection. Despite the recognition of copyrights in performances, the U.S., for various stated reasons, is still not party to the Rome Convention. Unlike many other trade agreements, the Rome Convention allows for reciprocity and the failure of the U.S. to ratify the Rome Convention has disentitled various American performers to copyright protection in other jurisdictions. The U.S. does not explicitly recognize the related rights as a distinct category of copyright protection. As a consequence, a host of remedies that would be available under the copyright statutes in different jurisdictions are sought through other common law remedies. Fixation of Live Performances Remedies for unauthorized fixation of performances are sought under the common law right of publicity. The SCOTUS and Zacchini v. Scripps Howard Broadcasting Company ruled that the Ohio State legislation gave an individual the right to possess autonomy over the dissemination of their performance. Accordingly, the court held that the unauthorized recording and live telecasting of an individual's human cannonball performance was in violation of the right of publicity. It is important to note that this did not imply an unambiguous performer's right as the court found that the unauthorized performance of the plaintiff's entire work, in the absence of fair remuneration, was the only situation in which the performer's right to publicity was violated. It therefore remains to be seen whether the fixation of a portion of the performance would violate such a right. While the source of the right was founded in the law of unfair trade practices, courts in the United States have found that the doctrine of fair use nevertheless applied to the fixation of live performances. 
Accordingly in Italian book company VABC it was observed that small portions of live performances that were captured to communicate the mood and feel of an event were protected as it was fair use of the live performances. Unauthorized reproduction of fixed performances. It must firstly be noted that in the United States, the work-for-hire doctrine disentitles performers who act under a contract of employment from possessing an entitlement to work in which their performance is fixed. Consequently, such performers may not assert a copyright over their performance that is distinct from the copyright in the work that their performance was fixed in. The decision of the Court of Appeal for the Second Circuit in Baltimore Orioles Incorporated held that the performance of baseball players were not protected as being a distinct copyright and rather, that they were works for hire. Nevertheless, certain state governments have enacted statutes that explicitly recognize the right against sales and reproductions of fixed performances that were unauthorized. For example the New York Civil Code was relied upon in Chiesking to preserve the rights of a musician against unauthorized reproduction. Finally, as regard to sound recordings, owing to Section 114 owners of copyrights in sound recordings do not have a right to prohibit the performance of their works, except insofar as demanding nominal remuneration for the same. Therefore, the performances that are contained in the recording are not protected either. This position has however received staunch criticism. Unauthorized imitations of live performances. Another issue that merits mention in this context is the unauthorized featuring of popular persons, actors, or the characters they have portrayed in voices of popular singers. While no remedy has been found within the statutory copyright regime, remedies have been granted under a common law right. For instance, in Milder v. Ford, the Ninth Circuit observed that she had a common law property right to her own voice. Unauthorized recording or transmission of live musical performances. A further note is the anti bootlegging provision that was incorporated into the U.S. copyright statute by way of amendment in order to ensure consistency with the TRIPS agreement. This provision, while not recognizing the existence of a copyright, nevertheless proscribes the unauthorized recording or transmission of performances of live musical works in sound recordings or videos or transmitting such copies. The U.S. regime provides for various kinds of protection of the rights of performers, it however is a complicated regime that is highly dependent on state laws and is far from being harmonized and consolidated like other regimes in continental Europe. Performers' rights in India Performers' right has been defined in India as where a performer appears or engages in any performance, he shall have a right known as the performer's right in relation to such performance. The term performance has been used to refer to any visual or acoustic presentation made live by one or more performers. In relation to the performance, a performer has been sought to include an actor, singer, musician, dancer, acrobat, juggler, conjurer, snake charmer, a person delivering a lecture or any other person who makes a performance. Provisions regarding the violation of the performer's rights as per the 2012 amendment are prescriptive in nature. It lays down the exclusive rights of the performer in relation to the performance. However, once the performer consents to the incorporation of his performance in a cinematograph film he will have no right regarding the incorporated performance. Section 2Q of the Act which defines a performance states that, in relation to performer's right, a performance must be made live. However, a live performance has not been separately defined. Indian Performing Rights Society v. Eastern India Motion Pictures Association IPRS v. IMPA dealt with whether the work incorporated in the soundtrack of a cinematograph film vests in the composer of that musical work or whether it became the property of the cinematograph film producers with no copyrights subsisting in them, if the composers were engaged under a contract of service.
it was held that with respect to the musical work incorporated in the soundtrack of the film, the copyright in a cinematograph film or a record does not affect the separate copyright in any work in respect of which or a substantial part of which, the film, or as the case may be, the record is made. However, the film producer acquires, on completion of the cinematograph film, a copyright which gives him the exclusive right inter alia of performing the work in public i.e. to cause the film in so far as it consists of visual images to be seen in public and in so far as it consists of the acoustic portion including a lyric or a musical work to be heard in public without securing any further permission of the author, composer, of a lyric or a musical work for the performance of the work in public. In other words, a distinct copyright in the aforesaid circumstances comes to vest in the cinematograph film as a whole. Furthermore, it was observed by Justice Krishna Lyre that while a composer has a copyright in the musical work, the singer has none. We hope you're enjoying the Law School of America's podcasts. The Law School of America is a free service brought to you by our sponsors. Our goal is to bring you the education of a law school at your convenience, and the ability to learn at your own pace, and of course, at no cost to you. The Law School of America the content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation Incorporated under a Creative Commons Attribution, Share Alike License. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. This has been a Creative Commons licensed podcast.